done anything down there. I may have to. Chad's up there still asleep. Should I wake Chad? World's Let's on go. fire. Our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see. The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with the Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. <coughs> hey, good morning. Don't mean to be hacking on your first thing here this morning, but told you all before i got this old gravelly voice and i don't talk in the morning although i did a little bit with michelle but i, I don't talk to, and then all of a sudden i start talking and all that gravelly uh, concrete's got to be broken up in my throat here so bear with me a little bit hey going to do something a little bit different today first of all we are going to take communion we're going to take communion and uh over the last couple of days we've been talking about a lot about faith and uh now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, and uh, Lord, we just ask right now that you'd anoint us, Lord, that the words of our lips and the meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord. Father, we need the spirit of encouragement to fall on us today, Lord. We ask you to do that for us in Jesus' name. So, <clears throat> so I want to open this up. Go get some communion. I'm actually stalling because I'm out of communion down here. I asked Michelle to bring me down a cracker and some juice. So well, let's just... God, the Lord's so good. The Lord's good. Hey, can I tell you something? Paddling upstream here in the Doppenmeyer house this week. Anybody else out there paddling upstream? <laughs> paddling upstream here in the Doppenmeyer house. Mm. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, uh, I, hey, I ain't here to praise the devil. I'm not going to come in here and, oh, why me? Why, 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 why? No, 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 no. I always tell everybody I'm either up or getting up. I'm either up or getting up. So we're getting up here in the Daubenmeyer household, huh? That's what we're doing. My wife, look at this beautiful wife. I didn't need all that. I just look at this. Look, look what I get to come on in here. Come on in here. Look what I get to wake up to every morning. Come on, come on. There she, there she is. Because the green screen. Morning, Michelle. With a green screen. They said good morning, Michelle. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to cast away my fearless confidence. You guys, huh? You keep knocking me down. I'm going to keep getting back and up because we're in a war. Okay, we're in a war. So before we do communion, I want you to be able to hear this, sweetheart. I don't know how to. I, I want you to put there. Put this in your ear. Put it so you can hear. I want you to go ahead and play this before we do communion. All right. Hey, look, look, look. Hey, folks. Oops. Bone up for the battle. Huh? Bone up for the battle. Same for, this ain't for the faint at heart, baby. I don't care what they told you in your evangelical church. Christianity ain't for the faint of heart. Huh? It ain't for the faint of heart. I'm not hearing well, isn't anything yet because I'm talking. <laughs> Did Chad ever get up up there? Yeah. Chad's still sleeping. Those lazy bones. We'll get, we'll get him. We'll get him. Okay, right? Before we do communion, I want you to, on the screen are the words, and I want you to listen to this song. Okay? Go ahead and play that for us there, Jonathan. Climb out of this boat and then under the crashing waves to step out of my comfort zone into the realm of the unknown where Jesus is and is holding out his hand. But the waves are calling out my name and they laugh at me, reminding me of all the times I've tried before and failed. The waves they keep on telling me time and time again, boy, you never win. You never win. 
Many voices, right? What, what's the weapon of the devil? What is it? Lies, deception, and fear. Lions and tigers and bear. Lions mm. and tigers and bears. Oh my. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh my. Lies, deception, and fear. Lies, deception, and fear. What voice are you going to listen to? Because you're going to have to make a choice. Faith speaks loud. Faith speaks loud. It's, we can't get in a position, all of us I'm talking about. Folks, listen, if you can't ride, if you can't run with the footman, how are you going to run with the horses? As this thing begins to amp up and gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse as this whole kingdom around us is coming down. Listen, this ain't for the faint-hearted, baby. This ain't for the faint-hearted. This is a this is a war. And we are in boot camp. We are in spiritual training for this war. We've got to be, make sure that we listen to the truth, we, that our faith is standing upon the truth, the truth. Another voice I will not hear. I will not hear that other voice. Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of truth. Because why? A weapon is formed against you. The devil shoots the weapon, but it will not do what it was sent to do. Why? Because no weapon that's formed against us is going to prosper. 
It's not going to prosper. It's not every tongue that rises in judgment. It's going to be condemned. This is the heritage of the Lord. This is what it is. Doesn't say they're not going to shoot at you. Doesn't mean that you're not going to get hit in the knee. But it's not going to. Do you guys understand this? Do you understand the faith walk? Do you understand that we're coming into some some of the most cataclysmic times that any of us could ever have imagined? And what we cannot, excuse me, what we cannot do now is, uh uh-oh, drop that shield of faith. Listen to what the devil told me. Listen to those lies. Listen to that deception. Go by what I see and not by what I believe. Go by what I see rather than what I believe. Faith is believing what? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So no matter what it is, no matter how bad it looks, no matter what voice, voices you're hearing in the head, in your head, you're going to have to make a choice and a decision about which voice you're going to hear. Which voice are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to the voice of truth? Or are you going to listen to that other voice, lions and tigers and bears? Oh, my. Lies, deceptions, and fear. Oh, my. Lies, deceptions, and fear. Oh, my. Lies, deception, over and over and over again. And some of you, some of us are so weak-minded that at the first shot from the wicked one, we totally collapse. We say we have faith, but we don't have faith. We don't have faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Some of you out there praying for lost loved ones, lost children, lost spouses. But you're double-minded. You're unstable in all of your ways. The Bible says, how can you can't expect anything from God? You say, oh, I'm believing for this. Oh, Lord, I just got to believe. I just got to. No, you don't got to believe. No, you cannot believe if you want to. And you're halted between two, two positions. If God's true, then believe him. If the devil's true, then believe him. But you're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to quit being rocked and rolled by your emotions and what you can see. Because faith is substance of stuff that you can't see. Amen. This isn't name it, claim it. This is more real than we even understand. Why? We ask the Lord to move, and then we gripe and moan and whine when he doesn't move the way we want to. Or when he moves, he twists our ankle. He says the ankle needs twisting. He said, oh, you've been, is it you, uh, the Lord speaking in my ear, speaking in your ear, saying, oh, you want to see that family restored, huh? Okay, okay, here's what I'll do. I'm going to restore that family, but you better sit back and you better buckle in because it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> it ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. Uh, I'm going to make I'm going to make chicken salad out of this. <laughs> it ain't going to look good. Are you with me? Are you all the way in the boat? Or are you going to be jumping out when the waves get a little high? Somebody, somebody say amen. I'm so drilling down on this. Amen. This the reality. What voice are you going to believe? There are m- folks... It's all through the scriptures. There's more than one voice. Which one are you going to believe? Because ultimately, when you don't believe with faith, you understand that you question the integrity of God. You understand that? This problem is too big for him. You question the integrity of God. And you said, uh, I'm talking to some of you out there. Some of you out there said, well, I'm, I'm just going, Lord, I can't reach him. I can't reach my son. I'm going to turn him over to you. And then when you turn him over to you, you whine and moan and groan and complain because you don't like the way that the Lord's baking the cake. So you got to look, if you're going to turn it over, dude, you got to turn it over. <laughs> you got to turn it over. You got to take your hands off. And I can remember, are you listening? I remember I could tell you the name. I could, I could take you in the room. I could show you. I was sitting down with a mommy when I was going through our battle with the American Civil Liberties Union. We're going to take communion. Hang on, Joe. We're going through the battle with the American Civil Liberties Union and mommy and daddy come in because their their son is getting missed. Who knows what the hell it was, right? Parents, parents think that they're being protective by not allowing their children to have to go through any pain. Somebody say amen. You want to shield them from every pain. And you know what happens? You raise weak children. You raise weak, mentally weak children, emotionally weak children, because you want to shield them from every disappointment that they ever come into. Not to say, man, I I know it. So I'm sitting in this room with mom and dad of this kid. I'm doing everything I can to help him grow up, the kid. 
But to mommy and daddy, it looks mean. I'm being mean to him. And finally, I, I let her, I let her ramble on, let him ramble on, calling me names, making me accusations. And I'm sitting there taking it like a man. And finally, I leaned over to him and I said, "Listen, here's the problem. It's very, this is a very clear problem, very clear. We both love your son. I just love him in a different way. I love him enough to give him what he needs." And you want to give him what he wants. That's the problem we have here. By the way, that's the problem you have right now with your faith. You want the Lord to change your marriage, but you don't want any pain along the way. You don't like the way that he does it. And so you say, Lord, change, change my husband. Lord, change my wife. Lord, change my son. And then as he starts to do it, you run in and grandma him to death and hug him and pat him on the back. Oh, I'm sorry you're going through this. No, no. I said, Lord, break his freaking legs if you have to, Lord. Break his arms. Break his freaking teeth if you have to, Lord. Do yeah. it. Go, Lord. Go, Lord. Go, Lord. And Lord, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to watch. It's hard for me to watch, Lord. But I promise you, I'm not going to go bail him out. I'm not going to go do that, Lord. I've turned it over to you. Have your way with him, Lord. Hey, Lord, crush him if you have to. Amen? Amen? How many of you walk Amen. like that? How many, when you look at the problem in your life, you say, you know what? It's a, here's why I have that problem is because when he was six and seven and eight and nine, I didn't clamp down on him. And the next thing I knew, he was 13, 14, and 15, and it got worse and worse and worse. And now that he's 27, I want to try to straighten him out. It ain't going to, sorry, it ain't going to work because you can't do it because you already gave it all over because you loved him more than you loved him as he would stand before the Lord. Boom. So whatever you have to do, Lord, do it. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. You with me, folks? Huh? You, are you with me? Amen. And, and, and sadly, sadly, it, it's painful. It's painful. And you look around and you just say, well, why the hell won't he just comply? I don't know. <laughs> Sick him, Lord. <laughs> do what you got to do. Break him, Lord. Break him. And by the way, there'll be consequences of that breaking. There'll be consequences of it. Oh, yeah, you better buckle up because it ain't going to be pretty. But that's what has to be done. And as you, you, me, us, we, we pray to the Lord, Lord, do whatever you have to do, and then whine and moan and gripe and suck on our thumb when he does. Well, not that way, Lord, not that way. We're, we're praying for mercy when the Lord's trying to bring justice. Oh, my goodness, where is that? First one, pull that up there, Spencer. Or, huh? I'm gonna make sure. Michelle, <laughs> I'm preaching. To, I'm preaching to us here, right? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Can I can I read this real quick? Of course I can. Okay. Can I, Joe? I haven't forgotten you. I promise you. We need, folks. You need this, and be, be, before you take communion, Michelle, did you run away with my Michelle? You ran away with my crackers. Oh, they're here. Never mind. Huh? Before we take communion, we need to get this in us. We need to get this in us. Can I tell you why? Some of you love your children more than you love the Lord. Say amen. Somebody say say amen. Your child has become an idol to you. Your child has become an idol to you. Boom. Boom. I'm all over today, man. It's a voice of truth. It's a voice of truth. I'm preaching to me, right? My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glory of God, with respect of persons. For if there come unto you assembly a man with a gold ring, goodly apparel. So we're going to talk about God doesn't have any respect of persons, okay? Hearken, um, verse 5. Scroll on down, Jonathan. Hang on, I'll get to you guys. Where am I? (sighs) For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. Verse 11, scroll on down. For he said, do not commit adultery. He also said, don't kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, yet you've killed, then you're a transgressor of the law. So speak ye, so do, and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. Oh, my goodness. Thank God for judgment. It's followed by mercy. Do you see that? You see that? Mercy triumphs over judgment. 
mercy triumphs over judgment, but judgment must come first, or they have to sit in their own doo-doo. They got to sit in it. That judgment comes. They have to get sick and tired of it. And until they do, until in their own heart, they get sick and tired of it. Uh Uh-uh. No, no. And if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you saying to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, and notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what good is that? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Huh? Yeah, man says, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without thy works, and I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Hmm? Thou believest there's one God? Well, you do well. Devils also believe that, and they tremble. Well, you, O vain man, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Huh? Don't you get that? That if you turn it over to the Lord, take your damn hands off and let him do it? Jesus, take the wheel. Let go. You want him to, you want him to rescue your loved one? Take your damn hands off. Let him do it. Hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Mercy follows judgment. Mercy follows justice. That's the book of James. Mercy follows justice. Boom. Let justice come. Let justice fall. We'll take communion. Go ahead, Joe. Hey. Oh. Huh? Chad's still, Chad, Chad's still asleep. Pussy. <clears throat> Sorry. Hey, mercy follows justice. Boom. Mercy follows justice. Mercy doesn't go before justice, boys and girls. The situation that you're dealing with isn't going to, hey, I'm sorry, it isn't going to get better through mercy. It's going to get better through justice. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you'll move. But until you do get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you ain't going to move. It's like I said yesterday, the other day, two days ago, three days ago. You're without there. Are you looking at me? Some of the problems that you're dealing with, spouse, family, fine, whatever. But can I tell you the truth? You're without excuse. You're without excuse. Quit griping and moaning for your disobedience, blaming whatever. You are without excuse. You know the truth. You won't do it. It's good, isn't it? It's good. Get, get ready, Joe. I got a couple raised hands. I just feel like I ought to go. Um, I, I'm ready. Can you please put up uh, John 4, 8 to 14? For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him. Hey, Joe, Joe, I'm sorry. Hey, Joe, I'm sorry. Jonathan, can you take my volume off of my earphones so both my wife and I can hear? Can you you do that? Keep going, Joe. I'm sorry. Um, So saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou... Being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. <laughs> Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Uh, can we go to 14? I'm sorry, Joe. Turn up the volume if you can, Mr. Producer. I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. I need to have 12. Um, um, Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and saith unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water 
shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Boom. Amen. Uh, Jonathan, just a second, Joe. Jonathan, I'm having a really hard time with my volume. Go ahead, Joe. Um, if we can now have Matthew 26, 26 to 29. And I'll start with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for bringing us together with the marvelous technology that we have today. And we thank you so much for what that we have. We worship a God who loved us so much and the world so much that he gave us everlasting son. It's, we cannot fathom that. And Lord, we ask you to help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. As we're being reminded today and in these trying times, and we thank you for this fellowship of brothers and sisters helping each other and anybody who wants to listen in to walk by faith and not by sight. And please bless, bless this bread and, and, and drink that we have representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. And bring us cleansing to your side. Forgive us our sins and transgressions as we examine ourselves. Thank you for this day that you gave us again. Amen. Forgive us our trespasses. Thank you, Jesus. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and I said, hear Joe at all. Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, O not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Amen. 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 Hey, folks, the problem isn't the Lord. The problem is us. You understand that? It's not, the Bible teaches, are you leaving me? Okay. The Lord's hand isn't, his, his hand, arm isn't short. His hand's not weak. It's us. What? Lions and tigers and bears, oh my, right? Lies, deception, and fear. Oh my. It's strip. Look, faith is a power. It's a power. Fear quenches that power. It makes it so God cannot move. Now listen, God can do anything. But you understand that, right? That faith is a force. Faith is a power. And it is canceled somehow by fear. That's why, they, that's why the enemy attacks you. That's lions and tigers and bears. Lies, deception, and fear. Because somehow along the way, lies and deception lead to fear, and faith and fear cannot abide in the same heart. They are mutually exclusive. And the truth of the matter is, most of 90%, 100% of us watching this right now, you are motivated more by your fears than you are by your faith. The Bible calls that a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let him not expect anything from God. Oh, Lord, please protect my child. 
Oh, Lord, please, I thank you, Lord, that you're protecting my child. Oh, honey, I know. I just know he's going to have it. What? What? So, so that's me, Coach. Go ahead and confess it. Coach, that's me. That's me, Coach. That's me. I'm double-minded in all my ways. I try to follow, but I can't. Double-minded. Anybody out there? Nobody amen on that? Amen, Coach. Amen. I didn't have any sound there for you. I got, I got sound again, right? Chad woke up, by the way. Chad woke up. So I'm, look, uh-huh. I'm, not, here, I'm not here to I'm not here to discourage you. Huh? I know this, man. When the game was on the line, are you looking at me? I knew who to give the ball to. Boom. And who not to give it to. <laughs> are you with me? Are you a go-to player? Is the Lord, the Lord said that. By the way, have you noticed Job? You noticed him? He ain't going to bend and bow. Yet they kill me. Let they slay me. Still will I praise him. And uh, the book of Job, in a very encouraging book, gets his butt kicked throughout the whole daggone thing. But unwavering in his faith and belief that God is good. And every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect gift. Every one of them. Every one of them. But can I tell you the truth? You don't believe that. You don't believe it. I don't believe it. And those of, out, of you out there right now, whether it be for a spouse, whether... What, what, whatever wounding has happened in your life, loss of a child, loss of a marriage, molested when you were younger. I could, I could run down a litany, litany of things. You know something? You know some of you still have not washed yourself clean from that. You have not let the blood of Jesus wash your mind clean of all that. That you have a tendency always to return to that soft hurt spot. Somebody say amen. It's constantly amen. You're constantly praying for faith and walking and living doubt and replaying in your mind what happened the last time. Oh, it's probably going to happen again. And then blame God when it does. But as we read yesterday, I'm sorry, I'm on a rant. Hang on. As we read yesterday, hmm? all things Work together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Now, if you don't love the Lord and you aren't called unto your purpose, it ain't going to be good. (laughs) It ain't going to be good. But if you do love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, it's all going to work out good. All going to be good. All going to be good. Wow. Wow. This wasn't anywhere where I was heading today. And I don't mean to be doom and gloom. I don't mean to, huh? Can I tell you something without getting in detail? I don't know what it is in your house. We're in a freaking war here. Amen. And sorry, I ain't going to poor mouth and cry my way through the battle. There'll be time enough for crying at the end of it all, right? I ain't, yeah, uh-uh. I'm not going to be sitting cowering over in a corner, sucking on my thumb because we're in a tough stretch here. Right? Hey, bone up, baby. Will you? Bone up, baby. Maybe the Lord loves you enough to take you through some tough times. Maybe he loves you just that much. He's going to stretch you. And he can't get to your child because you keep blocking him. Amen. You want... To be saved for your child. That ain't the way it works. Uh, You know what I'm doing here today? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. Hmm? Why? Because I got some guy sitting on my shoulder whispering in my ear. In fact, crank up the volume. He's pretty loud, actually. He's pretty loud. (laughs) 
Yeah, he boom, 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 he boom, boom, boom. He never stops. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh my, lies, deception, and fear. Oh yeah, coach, huh? Oh, you, oh yeah, you prayed that good. Oh, that ain't gonna happen. You know that's gonna not gonna happen. Oh, thank you, Jesus, Lord. Thank you for thank you for covering my husband. Oh, I just know it's not gonna work. He's gonna get drunk right over and over and over and over again, and then we don't understand why our faith isn't effective. So, Coach, of course yeah. you're you're encouraging your you're encouraging yourself and you're encouraging all of us. You know, this is the most one of the most powerful openings I've been in. You know, and and it raises t- two questions. For, and first of all, that song, the voice of truth. Yep. You know, in a time of troubles, is what we need to hear. And, and are we there yet, Church? Are we in a time of troubles? Is it, is it time to grow up? <laughs> I'm saying this to my to my soul as well. Is it time Amen. to grow up? Uh, yep. now, what is it that the voice of truth carries? Some are saying some some were saying faith, and then you stepped right onto that. And uh, you know what it's carrying to us is is carrying the word of power. It's bringing power into the situation, and the it voice. Is. Because we release the voice. Faith faith is a force. Faith is a power. Folks, you can use faith the wrong way. You can believe in bad things. You can you can speak bad things right into your life. You can. Hmm? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on in. Come out. Hey, here's Chad. Hey, folks. You can say what you want. Come on over here, Chad. You can, say, you can say what you want. That song, The Voice of Truth, I got that about 30 seconds before I came down. That's how I know it's the Holy Spirit of God that's in, that works in this show. I was, I was getting ready to come down the steps, and I heard that song, The Voice of Truth. And I thought, oh, my goodness, Lord. And I Googled it real quick and said, that's it. Isn't it? Hmm? See, we want faith without works. We don't want to have to go through a hard time. Uh, we want to speak to that mountain and have God move that mountain. But that's not what the word says. Word says, speak into the mountain and it shall be removed. It doesn't say how it's going to be removed. You may have to put a little bit of elbow grease, a little bit of shoulder grease into it. You may have to move that thing, but it will be moved. And so we have to always quit handicapping God. Stop handicapping the Holy Spirit. Stand in agreement with the Holy Spirit. Stop listening to that other voice. What is it? Lions and tigers and bears? Oh my. Fear, deception, and lies. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh my. That's the spiritual war. It isn't any more than that. Oh, I could go on and on and on because uh, our government is so... it's. It, my carnal man wanted to say a dirty word right there, but I want you to know I trapped him. Huh? I trapped it. Our government. <laughs> and whose fault is it? It's our fault. Because we don't want to confront anything because why? Lies, deception, and fear. Lie. If I say this, this will happen to me. Uh, so I read this morning that, that uh, our beloved benevolent government said there's at least a thousand people out there who haven't been arrested for J6, a thousand people. So what does the devil say in my ear? What did the devil say? They're coming for you. Huh? You know, I say, screw you. <laughs> screw you. Come here, I ain't done anything wrong, right? It's a battle. It's a battle. That's, that's why we fight every day. L- ladies and gentlemen, my friend Chad Estes has made it all away from someplace. You can't, they can't even see you. <laughs> Can't. No, we'll slide over. Slide oh, over. I don't know why can't, cupcake. why can't you guys see Chad? It's okay. I'm not really here. You, well, you finally got up. Kids, uh, uh, still can't see. Chad. There, oh, Chad's got on one of those. Hey, colors. Chad. He has on one of those colors that doesn't work well with my green screen. That's what it is. That's what I do. Now I would ask Chad what he thought, but he slept through communion. He slept through everything. No, so I didn't. He wouldn't know what. I got up at six a.m. my time, man. I was ready to go. I was trying to. I was the first guy to log in. Oh. It says, uh, your thing is out because it's been waiting too long. So I said, okay, 
it's a, so it's Jonathan's fault. Cause, no, because it didn't start until seven a.m. here. Oh. <laughs> and that's why. All right, Tracy, come on in. Okay, I just want to give um, everyone some hope without telling my whole life story. But um, I was living with an alcoholic husband, and that was hell for a lot of years. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, but I wasn't giving it my all. I wasn't giving God and putting all my faith in him. And when I did, man, I'm telling you, the tables mm-hmm. turned. It was really rocking the boat. But when I put my faith in him, I'll never forget when my husband had his DUI and wrecked his truck. And he told me, and I was excited about it. <laughs> and I knew that there had to be hell before everything got good. Yep, yep. And it's just been getting so much better ever since. But he's like, you didn't get mad. The old Tracy would have got mad. I said, well, now you've got the new Tracy and you understand what mm. putting your faith in God does. And he hasn't had a drink since. Amen. And he prays with me now. And things are, I mean, a hundred percent, you have to put your faith in him. And it's difficult because it is rough and it's hard to see what you go through. But there has L- to be hell where things get better. Lies I just want to encourage people, put your faith in him and he will bring miracles. He really will. But you've got to be obedient and you've got to keep your faith. Lies, deception and fear. Oh, my lies, deception and fear. Oh and my. that takes a lot to open up about. Amen. It really does. Thank hey, you for Tr- sharing, Tracy. Tracy, you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't make your husband quit drinking, could you? No, you couldn't. No. Nope. Nope. No, I couldn't. God is the only one that can Bible do says that, anything. Yeah. The Bible says that your husband was without excuse. We're all without excuse. <laughs> we can blame whatever we want to say. Oh, well, he just doesn't know the Lord. We should. <laughs> he should. Without excuse. Bless. Thanks for the testimony. Pray for Mike. God bless him. Randy. Coach, I wrote this down just a minute ago as you were speaking this, and I, it's this. Here it is, Coach. It's, I, I wrote, our devastation is only as lengthy as our hesitation. Hmm. Let that sink in, Coach. Our devastation is only as lengthy as our hesitation. In other words, God will bring salvation to our home, to our lives, when we stop running and allow that Holy Spirit to come in with the sword and bring judgment, and then he'll turn it all right there. But as long as we run and we run and we dodge God, he can't make it right. And, Randy, and the, Bible, the Bible says, I don't know where it is, trust me, that hope deferred maketh a heart sick. Some of you got sick hearts because your hope is deferred. It hasn't happened yet. The Lord has to do it in his timing, not in your timing, in his way, not in your way. And faith is believing what you cannot see. And say, Lord, second, do whatever you have to do, Lord. Amen. Tim, Tim Tuber. Good word, Randy. Hey, Coach, you know, when we talk about victory, there's only one way, and that's Romans 6. If we don't reckon ourselves dead, then we don't have victory. We can't have that triumph. You know, we, we hear all these preachers, all the blessing sermons, but we're not taught the truth. Is there one way to Jesus? Yes, only one way. Only one way to heaven. So if we lie about that kind of stuff and we don't understand it, we get, we get stuck in the devil's schemes, tossed to and fro by every craftiness of men. There you have it. Amen. 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 Uh, <clears throat> lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Paul, then Roger. Um, yeah, one of the most difficult things in my office is when I get a helicopter mother come in with her child's homeschooling, and she doesn't want to send him off into the world by the time he's 18. He stays at the house till he's 30 or 40 years old, and he's still still hasn't received the spirit he's still to say a word he's still a coward Amen. okay and uh, the most courageous thing a woman can do a nurturing loving mother 
is to allow their child out into the real world yep. to experience Amen. what they need to be taught. You know, Paul, my wife, I'm not uncovering my wife. My wife is so soft-hearted. She wounds so easily. We've had the discussion many times. She said, you know, my whole life, my parents guarded me from pain. My whole life. My whole life. They wouldn't let me hurt. She nurtures you, Dave. She nurtures you, and you need yeah. it, brother. Right, right. Huh? It's, uh, pain teaches you something, doesn't it? Because how do you deal with it? Does it, does, it, uh, does it crush you or does it make you stronger? Roger, come on in. Well, if, if the Q knew how many 28-year-old men come into the office with their 45-year-old mommy, it would floor them. Mm. And I used to, I used to, when I was just getting started, I used to uh, let mommy sit in because I knew mommy was writing the check. And so I didn't want to offend mommy. <laughs> Yeah. Now that I've been doing this for 35 years and I've got a few nickels in my pocket, I usually tell mom to get the hell out. And why is she even here? Yeah. My yep. client is her 28-year-old son who's living in their basement. So that's my little story. But I would say one thing. Um, truth without love is brutality. Truth without love is brutality. But mm. love without truth is hypocrisy. Love without truth is hypocrisy. Amen. My Amen. Is, we have to deliver the mail sometimes to our kids. Amen. Sometimes we have the mail delivered to us. But if there's not a certain amount of love mixed in there, it is brutality. If we don't tell them the truth, it is hypocrisy. Amen. And by the way, the truth sounds like hate <laughs> to those who hate the truth. Amen, Roger. Jeff, come on in and play. Coach, we're finishing up this week the revival with Pastor Matt. And last night there was an old hymn saying, and you were just talking about the mountain. The hymn, the old hymn talked about, Lord, don't remove that mountain. Give me the strength to climb over it. I don't mm. want to go around it. Give me the strength to go over. It was a beautiful hymn, as the choir saying. It was good. Amen. Amen. We want. We don't want any mountains, do we? We don't. Used to take the football team out and make them run uphill. I hated it. Clay. You know how teenagers get to a point to where they think they know everything and have all this wisdom that they don't uh, actually have? Well, born-again Christians can find themselves in that same situation to where they think they're further along than they really are and they know everything. And when they do, then God says, hey, dude, you're still just a teenager. And he has to put us in our place and put us through more trials to learn That's more. Right. Put, put us in our place. We overvalue what we are. Absolutely. Amen. Hey, Clay, we're going to go to breakfast. So get your ass over here as quickly as you can afterwards. <laughs> and the rest of your animals. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, and the rest of your animals with you. Before Dale comes in and Laura, hang on a second. I want to show you something here real quickly. Uh, uh, Dan Bongino, where is it? Said, uh, get big. See that down at the bottom there, Jonathan? Get big. Are you listening to me? Get big. It's only a minute 30. Is it a minute? It's short. Dan Bongino, get big. Go ahead. So our priority should be to get big. What does get big mean? Well, 43 years ago today, something happened. The great Ronald Reagan was shot in an assassination, assassination attempt at the Hilton in Washington, D.C. Interesting story, obviously, for a number of historical and tragic reasons, but particularly interesting to me, given my prior line of work. This was a video any Secret Service agent in training has probably seen upwards of 20 or 30 times. We Secret Service learned a lot. From this video. There are things we never did again after this. Let me just play a quick snippet of the video. This is the shooting of Ronald Reagan. You'll notice a couple things here. Here's Reagan walking out. It's only 15 seconds of the video. People are, hey, Mr. President. And it's going to stop at a certain point. Gee, if you could freeze the screen at the end when it stops. I don't know if you can do that, but I would appreciate it. I should have told you before the show. There's the shooting. Look, right there. I want you to see something. You see this guy in the blue suit right there, the agent? 
Notice what he did when he heard the shots. Look, look close. If you're watching on rumble.com slash Bongino, that's where you can get the video version of my show. You'll see it. If you're listening on audio, you'll notice the Secret Service agent, when he hears the shots getting fired, doesn't duck. But what does he do? He gets big. He makes his body big by turning his body and his body mass towards the gunshot. We have an expression in the Secret Service called get big. That's what get big means. You can come back to me now. That was pretty good. Mm. And you freeze that. I didn't even tell you I wanted you to do that. Okay, you can stop. This right guy's there. talented. Get big, folks. Get big. Don't run. Get big. Go ahead, Dale. That's good, coach. You know, that's good. You know, with the children, the homeschooling, Bender, the parent, watch my son, you know, just hit, hit rock bottom, the coach. Part of that is those are the best learning lessons in their life. Amen. And with homeschoolers, with the homeschoolers, what Paul was just saying, they come in and mommy, listen, they have, they have trophied them on the walls. The thing is, is that as a homeschooler coach, my job is not to shelter my children from the world, but yeah. teach my children how to fight in the world. Amen. 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 Shelter Amen, them from the Dale. world and teach them how to fight in it. Boy, Dale. Amen on that one. Lauren, come on in. I just, This was just something that as I was listening this morning that I feel like the Lord put on my heart is that, is that what if all the Christian men, when they're coming together in these, in, in all these groups, they actually just ask for forgiveness for not going home and leaving their kids and they're at least leaving their kids and walking away and letting their kids like Chris Rock is literally making fun of how many abortions that he's made. Like you get a, you get a punch card with abortions, mm. you know, and men, the Christian men that are, you know, just say, I'm sorry. And I'm standing in the gap for as many men as Lord, you need me to, to forgive us for not, for letting the culture tell us who we are and what we're supposed to do instead of God. Get big. And then women standing up and then, right. And then women, and this is how we protect our families. Right. And women standing up and saying, Lord, forgive us for being just like Jezebel and thinking that we can take over. Amen. How, how powerful is it just to say, ask us just to seek forgiveness and saying, this is what I'm standing in the gap for. I'm standing in the gap for all the women who've had abortions. I'm standing in the gap for all the, for all the single moms. I'm standing in the gap for all the dads who let their kids be, be murdered by these legal murders and sacrificed. How powerful would that be to this next generation to sit there and say, for please, Lord, forgive us. And will you forgive us? Amen. It's just a thought. Get big, get big, get big. Betty, come on in, then I'm going to show, I'm going to leave you with an encouragement today. Go ahead, Betty. Uh, yes. Wow. Great show. I tell you what, I pray for a struggle for a lot of my family members because they need to fall on their face. And the only people they need to turn to and ask for help is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he, then once he helps them start getting on their feet, I will always be there for them. But they need a struggle because it seems like people who have struggles, they're the ones that turn their life to Jesus. The ones that are given everything and life is easy. We don't need Jesus. Hey, folks. I don't want to pat myself on the back. We went through hell when we were sued by the ACLU. We're still standing, man. I can't imagine probably how many times my mom was watching all that, crying from afar, trying to protect me 30 however old I was, a grown man. Hey, look at me now. Look at me now. Of all the things I've been through in my life, I would never allow that to be taken from me. Okay, hang on. I want to show this because I want to... Lighthearted, okay? I want to... I want to... In lighthearted. The church transfer portal. I was going to play it yesterday and you didn't get a chance. This guy, this guy is so good. The church, here's what the church transfer portal is about. So, so those of you who don't understand sports, get this. In college sports today, used to be if you signed to go to school at Ohio State University, you couldn't go to a different one. You were at Ohio State University for your whole career. Now they've changed the rules. And at the end of the year, if you want to go play for another team, you make yourself available. 
you say, okay, I played for Ohio State last year, but I'll go wherever you, I'm going to put myself in the transfer portal, meaning I'm open now. Anybody can, I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. So <laughs> this is so good. John Chris gets on there and he puts himself in the church transfer portal. And as you watch this, you tell me this isn't exactly the modern American Christian. Go ahead and play that. Have you seen this? Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Our family is going to go ahead and enter uh, the church transfer portal. Yeah. You know what? We Obviously, we've been at First Baptist for a long time. And, you know, Pastor Doug was the guy that originally recruited us um, when we moved to town. But with him, you know, rising with his Instagram following, and he'd take the assistant job down at Elevation. Uh we're also looking at options. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I got to do what's best uh, for myself and my family. Obviously, we're at a First Baptist currently. We'd rather not transfer in conference to another First Baptist church in town. But, you know, we're looking at all options. That The other First Baptist in town, obviously, they put up great numbers. But Easter and Christmas, we're going to have to compete against each other twice a year. So but we're looking at other options. Obviously, the Woods Church has been, you know, a strong contributor for a long time. They told me as an elder... Uh, with my experience and my the numbers I've been putting up, they said I can contribute uh, on the elder board on week one. So that's definitely an option uh, we're looking at. Obviously, Bethel, you know, everybody knows their worship numbers with the hand raised per person. That's top 10. That's going to qualify top 10 every single year just with the energy and emotion that they can stir up from that congregation. Obviously, that's hard to compete with. And then you got a sacred community. I mean, they we submitted our they looked at our tapes and my wife has the highest she's been doing the offering for what three years now the highest money per row uh conversion rates in the conference so they've been obviously looking at her and then of course freedom church with everything they've been doing with their new pastor obviously a little bit non-denominational not a lot of accountability over there but um you know what we like what they're doing and from our family standpoint i mean obviously you know the numbers my wife can put up as the offering taker. I mean, my son is a redshirt freshman in the youth group, and he's shown flashes on Wednesday night dodgeball. Uh, the youth pastor said that he has shown flashes, especially if he continues to show up on Wednesday night, eat some Oreos and some Code Red. He's really going to bulk up, and uh, you're going to see him improve, especially a lot of leadership's going to be coming through, uh, you know, come his senior year. And you know, my daughter... I mean, what I mean, the finger paints and, you know, drawing outside the lines, the artwork that she has been bringing home from Sunday school is honestly uh, it's not let's just say it's not going up on the fridge currently. But that's only numbers that are going to improve um, over time. Those, she's going to continue to get better, continue to work, show up week after week in Sunday school, and she's going to get better. That's all, that's all there is to it. I mean, there's just so many great churches in town. It's hard for me to stay committed uh, to the pro. I've obviously been telling you guys I've been committed uh, this whole time. I don't want to just pull a Lincoln Riley and just leave in the middle of the night. So I'm here to kind of be honest with you guys. Obviously, uh, the Woods Church, I mean, we did visit there. And if you look at their numbers, their coffee bar, all right, the creamers that they have and the donuts, it's just hard to compete with those offensive numbers. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Questions. <laughs> there you go, right? Huh? That's it, coach. They make merchandise of my Ooh. people. Isn't that what the word says? They make merchandise of my people. And they don't. Hey, folks, look, look, look. <clears throat> those evangelifish churches, the, uh, tough times don't last. Tough people do. And the reality of it is, no matter where you find yourself now, you better let the Lord toughen you up, baby. You better let him toughen you up because what's about to come down the pike is going to be beyond. It ain't going to be for the weak. It ain't for the weak-hearted. It's for the lion-hearted. God bless you. Hey, looking forward to seeing a bunch of you this weekend. If you can make it, rain. it's raining, it's miserable. It's great. It's all good. It's perfect for meeting. It's perfect for meeting. We're gonna <laughs> hey, we're gonna smoke a cigar. Yes, Chad said he might even drink a beer. I'm just I'm t- look. I'm trying to cast that demon out of him, but he might do that. Might do that. And I think that we have people who are coming underground that they're going to be filming us because I think one of the men swears. 
I'm not sure, Chad. I don't, I, know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you. We're going to try to leverage it. We're, we're, going to try to, we're going to try to expose all that stuff, okay? So uh, we don't want anybody coming who's maybe searching from the Lord. We want only the pure in heart to make it, all right? So if you're carrying some sins, please don't come because this is going to be a holy gathering, and we don't want you to drag your sinful self. In yeah, none of it smiles too. Yeah, it's no yeah, nothing, yeah, people. Yeah. And hey, listen, listen. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord made it cold because it ain't for sissies. All right, so whatever it is, buckle Bless down, you. buckle down, man. Buckle down. <laughs> See you on Monday. <laughs>